Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning. I hope and pray your day is tremendous. And you know what? I believe it's going to be. I'm going to tell you why. Because this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yes, it is the day the Lord has made. And he has got marvelous plans for you because you're going to put your faith and trust in him. I believe that. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, help us to make it through this day. Give us strength to make it through some of the situations we may go through. Give us power to overcome the enemy when he attacks. Give us the ability and the knowledge that would come to mind to praise you often. God, help those that are struggling in any way. Lord, if they're struggling with their health, with their finances, Lord, whatever it might be, be with them. May they put their faith and their trust in you. You are almighty God, and we serve you with all our heart, soul, and mind. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The Apostle Paul, of course, wrote many books in the New Testament, and and they're great books. And he was encouraging. Once he came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the transformation took place was amazing. Everyone that knew him prior could not believe it. But that's what the power of God does. That's what believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does. It is life-changing. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, or believe he died for your sins and he rose again, folks, that is life-changing. You are heaven-bound. You're eternity-bound. You're going to spend eternity in heaven with him someday. How much happier can that be? You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry if you get in a car wreck and you die and you, you don't know Jesus because you know him. You know you'll be with him forever. And it is going to be a great place. You hear a lot of people right now, right now, talking about the end of time. They're seeing all these things and they start uh, kind of trying to relate scripture and look at Ezekiel, look at here, look at there. And they're, they're just trying to uh, put into place that, hey, these things are happening, that's happening. Folks, they've been happening for years. We've watched my dad when I was a child growing up would say, this, I think, I think it's near. I think it's almost here. And folks, it might be. Now, the way things look, it might be, but we don't know. He says no one will know the day or the hour. But the important thing is that we're ready. Be ready. Be ready when he comes. The sixth chapter of the Galatians, as he wrote this letter to the church at the Galatia, Paul was really trying to get across a point, you know, and, and talking to his brother and sisters to the church at Galatia. And he was telling them that, you know, how God had sent Jesus Christ for their sins to rescue them from the evil age. And he was just sharing the calling that he had. And I move all the way down to the sixth chapter today. I'm going to share some things out of the sixth chapter. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Now, that's an interesting scripture, isn't it? Brothers and sisters, 
Uh, th- those are leaders in churches. Those that are following, they call them, they call them brothers and sisters. They, and that's why you see in many churches today, they, you call somebody a brother or a sister. But if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. He didn't say that you who are following the Spirit of God should ridicule, should beat down, should make them feel guilty, should do everything you can to chastise them because they're turning their back on God. He says, you restore that person gently. What's gently mean? Gently means in love, in kindness. Too many times we're harsh. Too many times we come across as all-knowing and all-powerful and we're the righteous ones instead of helping people gently. Because remember what he says in the last part of this verse, but watch yourselves or you may be tempted. Watch yourselves or you might think you're too important because you have all the answers and you're trying to restore them and, and yet you have struggles of your own. Yes, Paul was being very straightforward with the church of Galatia. He wanted them to get this. People of God, I want us to get this. I want us to know the importance of restoring those that are struggling gently. Show them the love of God and the peace of God. And then he says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. Do you carry the burdens of those in your church that are struggling? We have some that are struggling. I have a lady that is struggling with breast cancer, and they've had about three different lumps that are all seem to be breast, the cancerous, and that's a big struggle. And we, and we are trying to carry her burden and to help her. We have another. We have several that are going through situations like that. We need to carry the burdens of our brothers and sisters. So to fulfill the law of Christ, if anyone, the Bible says here in verse 8, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. And folks, I have seen that over the years in different folks. They think they're something. They think they have a spiritual monopoly. I can name names. I will not. But I can think of people that have come across as spiritual giants. And they have a monopoly on God. And they have all the answers. And the Holy Spirit only speaks to them. And nobody else is right. And they always say, God told me this. And God told me that. So what can I do as a pastor? How do I argue with what God said? Folks, be careful. Be careful how you come across to people. Let me tell you something. God wants to work in your life, but he wants you to be humble and real before him. Each one should test their own actions. Test your own life. What are you about? What are people seeing in me? Are they seeing Jesus Christ in me, the hope of glory? Are they seeing the power of God unfold in who I am? Then it says, then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. We need to carry our load. We need to be, in other words, what he's saying here is we need to be responsible people. Are you responsible? Are you being responsible to Almighty God by your actions, by your faithfulness to the things of God, by your faithfulness to the house of God, by talking to God? Are you faithful? 
Nevertheless, it says, the one who receives instructions in the word should share all good things with their instructor. To share all good things. We need to share with each other. You know, many times there's uh, people share their testimonies. We had uh, one share last in our small group last week, and it was great listening to their testimony, how God had touched their lives and how God had changed their dad's life and all these great things that took place. We need to hear from people. We need to know what God is doing. And don't be ashamed to share Jesus. Don't be ashamed to stand up and say, I am a child of the king. Oh, I'm not perfect. Oh, I struggle, but I'm a child of the king, and I want God to lead me. And when I fall down, I want him to lift me up. And I want to be able to share with somebody that they don't have to stay down. They don't. They might have had something terrible happen in their lives. Maybe they went through recently went through a divorce or something like that, and they're so discouraged. I'm telling you, God wants to pick them back up again. God wants to get them going the right direction again. Your God is a God of forgiveness, a God of love, and he's there for all of you. The Bible says this, do not be deceived, in verse 7. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. In other words, you make your bed for life. Things you do, you make your own bed. Things happen, but a lot of it's because of the way you've prepared things, the way you've done things. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh, you're going to reap destruction. There it is. If you sow to please the world, sow those things that are fun and nice, but they're sin against God. Oh, yes, it's fun at the time. But you know what you're going to reap? You know what the Bible says here? You're going to reap destruction. Destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit, will reap destruction eternal life, a home prepared for you, a place called heaven so magnificent you can't even imagine it. Then I like this in verse 9. He says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Folks, there's that word again, that little word that hits us all the time, if. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Can you say that with me? If we do not give up. Stay on track. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Especially, listen to this one, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Who is he talking to here? He's talking to the church. He says, be good to all people, but especially be good to those that belong to your church, those that belong to the family of believers, those that love Jesus, not just the church. Who is the church? The church is all those who believe in Jesus Christ. That's a church. You know, when I talk about the church, when I say uh, our church, you know, I refer to Cloverdale Church of God, but our church isn't. We're just a part of the church. The church is all those who believe in Jesus Christ. It's all our churches together. We are one body. We're the body of Christ coming together to worship him. I hate, I just drives me crazy when people get so on that their church is the church and their church is the only church and this is the right way. And If you don't go to our church, you don't go to a church. How crazy is that? That is so just not the Word of God. The Word of God says those who believe in Jesus Christ, you are the church, you're the body of Christ, you follow him. You get involved in a good Bible-believing church, and you serve God in your church, and you love the members, and you love 
everyone you come in contact with. Be the difference. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.